With the 21st pick in the 2018 NBA Draft, the Utah Jazz select Grayson Allen from Duke University. Allen. Wow, that was quick. Wow, that was quick. And then a frustration foul. And, uh, Here we go. Here we go. Johnson, the rebound of the Allen miss. They hurry. It's two on one. Williams, a spot up. Got it. Great pull up by Kenny Williams. Garrison Brooks taking exception to something that happened. He went down hard at midcourt, and the visual's actually going to look back at it to see if there was anything extracurricular on that play. And Grayson Allen does stick out his rear. I thought that maybe he wouldn't come all the way out to Brooklyn, but I'm sure he's happy that he did now. What made you change your mind and decide to make it here? I just felt like it was a moment I couldn't miss. You know, walking up on stage and shaking the commissioner's hand and putting this hat on. I've been watching the draft since I was a child, so I'm just really happy I made the choice to come. So what does it mean to be the guy shaking the commissioner's hand? <laughs> you have for the Jazz this season, adding Grayson to it? We can do so many so many things that you saw this season. Adding a guy like him, you know, elite scorer, great guy, great defender who plays, is unselfish. Man, we got we, we, we got a good one in him and we're excited. There's a lot of ACC stuff going on. I mean, what's the relationship like with you and Donovan Grayson? Oh, it's good. After taking a couple weeks off, Dropping Dimes is back in business. What's up, Sasha? How are you? I'm doing good. It's good to see you. It's beautiful to see you. I'm so glad you didn't die in the wildfires. I was worried. <laughs> For all that you don't know, she's been on the side of a mountain in giant fire. Yes, I smell like fire. Like every single day I'd be like, okay, that's it. I'm not going back to the fire. I'm going to wash my hair. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Then it was, you're going back to the fire. I'm like... I just can't escape. Like, I just stink. I stunk, like, for a week and a half straight, like, just like fire. But it, you know what? I've never been to Duchesne County, so uh, it was a good experience up there. Um, you know, it's just my heart goes out to all the people up there um, that have lost their homes, lost everything, lost ranches, lost farms. It, fire was huge. Yeah. Big loss. Yeah, that's a tough job being a fireman. I, yeah. That's one of the few jobs I don't know if I could do. You know, one thing, though, I don't understand about Utah. Our whole state is in a state of emergency, and we still lighting off fireworks. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> why, why, why? Like, for real, I'm going to need y'all to chill out on the fireworks. I know we like them, but, I mean, the governor did declare that we are in a state of emergency, so I'm going to need us to take a break. <laughs> like, it's just too much for me. Like, we got 4th of July, then we got Pioneer Day coming up. Yo, I'm not trying to be out here covering all these fires. Like, <laughs> I'm going to need y'all to chill. <laughs> anyway. You got Grayson Allen to watch now. <laughs> yeah, we got Grayson Allen to watch. I was trying to watch. That's another thing. I was trying to watch Summer League. I'm trying to catch up. And then it's just like by the time you get home, you're done. You're you know? tired. So, yeah. Being in the sun, 100 yeah. degree weather. Burns you out. Yeah. So what do you think of Grayson Allen so far? Amazing intro, by the way. Oh, really like you. it. But before we get to Grayson Allen, actually, you know Drake is on that song, right? For a minute, yeah. Yeah, but I if was... you notice, you didn't hear any of that. <laughs> 
but he's still on the song. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so is Mr. Kanye. <laughs> oh, let's not talk about him. Uh, <laughs> he's busy making America great again right now. So uh, Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think of Grayson Allen so far? Um, I'm super excited at his athleticism. I'm super excited about his grit and toughness. But I'm really unsure how it's going to work out. Like when Draymond Green and he play against each other, that could just make Utah Jazz look very awkward in the public eye. It's going to be fun. And I'm worried about how Gobert's going to feel about him going down the road. Because if you notice, like Donovan Mitchell and him apparently are real good friends. And then there's another kid on the summer league who's real good friends with Donovan Mitchell. So, you know, this takeover has got to be careful because at the end of the day, it's Gobert's team. Here's the thing. Everyone's wondering what kind of Grayson Allen are we going to get? Are we going to get the so-called, these are not my words, mm. but, you know, the dirty player, Grayson Allen? I hope so. <laughs> or, you know, are we going to get the ball handler, the backup ball handler that the Jazz are anticipating? The dunker. The dunker? Yeah. Mr. 360 dunks his first day of uh, preseason. <laughs> you know, Coach I'm gonna is him- saying he's a better natural dunker than Mitchell. Yeah, I'm going to need him to calm it down. <laughs> you coming into it a little too much right now. Just calm it down. <laughs> you can't take Donovan Mitchell's spot. Like, don't you can't steal no limelight. I'm team Donovan Mitchell right now. Whose spot is he gonna steal? He ain't stealing Ingles. No. And he ain't doing Rubio. Did you see that uh picture Joe Ingles tweeted out, I think, yesterday or on Instagram or whatever, where it was like he's in Australia right now kicking it and it's like it was like eight thirty AM Australia time and he told his daughter to go get him some water. And she brought him back a can of beer. <laughs> I was like, that is awesome. That is awesome. Great daughter. <laughs> but I don't know, man. Um, I can't even get my son to call me. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe Ingle's daughter, what is she, like three, two? She's that, already been That's actually beer? a great age to have kids fetch for you. I used to do that a lot. <laughs> but you then know, they get wise. Yeah. The worst thing, though, is like when your parents call you. You're like downstairs, and they're like, Brittany, Brittany, Brittany. You're like, What's up? Can you hand me the remote? <laughs> like, for real? <laughs> you couldn't just grab the remote that was at the bottom of the bed. You got to call me. <laughs> but I mean, back to Grayson Allen, I don't know. Um, we'll see. That That's just been the question, you know, of Summer League. And then he, he has hasn't few- shot well. He hasn't shot well. What are his numbers that he had at Summer League? Let's see. He averaged 16.5 points, 6.5 rebounds, 4 assists, um, 1.5 steals, but he shot just 38% from the field. Um, That's an impressive like stat line, but if you're taking a lot of shots, he's not going to get that many shots, I'm sure, yeah. You know, at least for the first foreseeable future. So is he a good fit as a backup floor general for the Jazz? Do you think he can, can you be as a rookie? Because I know we're kind of in new ground with the Jason Tatums and the Donovan Mitchells, but kind of a priori to this draft class, we've never seen generals being rookies or successfully, you know? Um, I think they come a dime a dozen, you know? Like, we, you don't really see too often rookies being extremely explosive, but these last couple years, we kind of have. The last draft class we have... And then Ben Simmons got two chances at being a rookie. So he Mr. got rookie of Mr. The year. Rookie of the Year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, 
about that. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, he got a chance twice to be <laughs> a rookie. Well, um, ESPN got him that one. Yeah. Come on, man. Donovan, that was taken from Donovan Mitchell. Did you see, uh, I know it was a couple weeks ago, before the awards, the ESPYs, Donovan Mitchell rolled up in that truck, like, rookie, <laughs> like, what What was it, like, rookie, question mark, or whatever? It's like, he started stunting yeah. a little hard. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I actually would have gone with Tatum, actually, for the rookie of the year. Yeah. Based, because if you're going to do the complete season, the guy almost got to the conference finals, yeah. and both of the star players were injured, and he took over. It's going to be yeah. interesting when uh, Mr. Hayward and Irving get back to that team. It is going to be interesting. Because so, they're stacked. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, I don't know. Grayson Allen for the Jazz. He's already had some incidents in summer league. Um, oh yeah, he was in Trey Young's grill. Like I, yeah. you don't. I don't know that that should have started a fight, but then be soft. There's no way I would have let a man put both his shoulders under my chin and push me back. But I mean, was it really his fault? Whose fault? Do you think it was Grayson Allen's fault? Oh yeah, he was showing him up. He was like, "I'm a better man than you." That's exactly what that was. And I'm not sure that that's acceptable as your first game in the NBA. Like, there has to be some humility somewhere. And if there isn't, someone's going to show you. Well, it, he also got into it with Wade Baldwin. Yeah, I, I imagine he would. He, he's an alpha king. Well, but, here's a quote that I liked uh, that he gave reporters um, after, after the game. He said from Grayson Allen, you can't back down. Once you back down, they see food. This ain't they, prison. <laughs> and they just get right back at you again. So I'm trying to set the tone for myself now so when it carries on to the regular season, I know what to do. Again, so what's Draymond Green going to think about it when he tries to... Draymond Green is going to eat him alive. There's going to be a lot of men in that league that are going to eat him alive. This is gonna, like I said. <laughs> it, the, jazz, like, the Jazz usually do the typical white boy... In draft, like, well, I think he's the new Gordon Hayward. Like, he's, he's a better the, athlete, though. But just the, not in athletic terms. But he's he's the, a better player. The pretty boy. The you know, he's not rough, but he's a little aggressive. You know that that type. Like he's he's the new Gordon Hayward, the pretty boy, but a little aggressive. I think it ends there. I think that Grayson Allen, like, who goes to New York to be drafted at twenty one? Not megalomaniacs. Like, and any bosses listening, I apologize, but he's a different guy. He played at Duke for five years with the best players in the world, and he Mm -hmm. held his own against Connecticut, against Kentucky. Like, their worst loss was against Utah and Kuzma. Yeah. You know, and so he's a special athlete, and it's, it's really neat to see Utah Jazz get tremendous basketball players because he's been with coach K for five years like he was one of the best players in high school one of the best players in college and he changed his role some years he would score and other years he would sit back because depending on your they were better players and it's dependent on your team the Mm -hmm. role I think he finds his niche and just kind of you know goes from there he adapts and I do like that and the level of respect from a Louisville Cardinal you know to be like I want to be teammates with this Duke guy yeah because they they hated each other when they played yeah but it's not just him. Um, dude from North Carolina, Tony Bradley, uh-huh. he's also on the Jazz now. They're playing together. Once hated each other. Mm-hmm. You know, even though he was only there for a year, but it's still Duke, North Carolina. So how do you go from, how do you adjust to that? You go from your number one rival 
to playing together that I don't know. I, no, I hear you. It's it's going to be interesting, but I think he's got to be real careful. You think he's doing too much right now? As I said, oh, earlier, he's super he's thirsty. Yeah, calm it down a little bit. Yeah, uh-huh. but I think that will happen when you know when Kyle Lowry and he go one on one, or you know whoever that star is that dunks on him and then this pushes reality. him to the ground, and then but you know there there's Jay Crowder there who's you know not going to let people mess with them. You know, Ingles isn't going to let anyone mess with them. So Mitchell, they're going to be a hard squad to play in a league that just got better with LeBron James. LeBron. <laughs> LeBron. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> LeBron James. <laughs> Yo, you know what I've been thinking? It's going to be crazy if, because the Western Conference, obviously, is super stacked. What if the Lakers don't make it to the playoffs and the Jazz make it to the playoffs? It's all we can root for in life is Who? the Lakers to fail. Who? Who? Who can root for them to fail? Not this me. Guy. <laughs> nah, nah, player, not me. You ha- you're, you've been anti-LeBron James oh, for a long Oh, I have been, time. and I have gone on record. Even Tony Jones, yeah. Salt Lake uh, Tribune. Who's been anti-Laker for a long time. Yeah, um, he even called, and he was like, all right, what's going on? Because we talked about this, and he was like, "Yeah, you guys are real confused." Yeah. He was like, "He was like, <laughs> who do I root yeah, for?" Yeah, <laughs> he was like, uh, "So what's up? I know you you hate LeBron. Do you like him coming to the Lakers?" And I said, "I respect LeBron. I am not a LeBron fan, but you will." But, be. I, but I no, I respect LeBron. I want him to come do what he's supposed to do and get us a championship. Will I be buying a LeBron jersey? No. First of all, I ain't got that kind of money. Okay, let's clip this. July 15th, 2018. I will pull this in 2020 when he's putting up a championship. And you got a LeBron James jersey on. Kobe who is what you're going to be saying. No, whoa, whoa, <laughs> never. No, no, no. And don't get it twisted. It is still Kobe's team. You think we're going to have uh, Kobe's land. Kobe Bryant breaking down film tape with LeBron James on ESPN? <laughs> Can't wait. You know what? That'll be dope. And the thing is, that was super dope by Magic Johnson in recruiting LeBron James was that he went back and just studied up super hard on LeBron James and watched film from every single year, every team. So from his transgression from just getting into the league to the middle of his career to actually, you know, stepping up, being being the man, being a man. Like, so he went through all three, you know, stages of his career, watched film, studied him, asked, you know, like really studied where he likes to get shots, where he likes to do this, where he likes to do that on the floor, and talked to him about that during recruiting him to the Lakers and really explained what they were trying to do there. Instead of just recruiting him like other Laker teams have done in the past with all the bells and whistles. Come to L.A. It's sunny. You got the beaches. You got this. You got Hollywood. Like, he really went at him and studied the man's craft, you know? So, I like that. But, again, I'm going on record. I'm not a LeBron fan. How do you feel about Isaiah Thomas leaving? I feel bad for Isaiah Thomas. Me too. I like Isaiah Thomas, and I mean, you go from being one year away from about to sign potentially a $150 million deal to getting the minimum with the Denver Nuggets, a veteran deal of $2 million. The thing is, a lot of people's, you know, I go back and forth with this. Like, 
do players get paid too much? Do athletes get paid too much? All these $100 million, $150 million, that's a lot of money. I'm going to take it because, you know, what? I'm all for a player going for what they can get because one year you're chasing $150 million, the next year you're getting $2 million. Mm. Get the money while it's there. Get all you can. So then we come to issue playing hurt for your team. It didn't, it didn't work out for Isaiah Thomas as where when he was with Boston, he, he could have sat on the bench and the team was probably going to lose that playoff series anyways, which they ended up doing. Yeah. And he busted his hip up to a point where he lost $140 million. Yeah. And then you have Kawhi Leonard now. I was just going to say, that's why you got to take the Kawhi route. <laughs> <laughs> I'm chilling. <laughs> Get my money and I'm going to sit. It's assumed he'll become a Laker. Are you happy that they haven't traded Ingram and Kuzma and Ball for him? So let's break this down. Mm -hmm. I think the Lakers really got to play this smart. Yeah. Because it's known that Kawhi wants to be a Laker. You have, but there's two different things here. Let's break down two different scenarios. The Lakers know that Kawhi wants to be a Laker. If you pay for him this year, you got to break up your young core. Ingram, Kuzma, Ball. Draft pick. So then, you but you don't know yet how they work with LeBron James. So. It's going to be beautiful. But to me, you got to test the waters and really see how they work with LeBron James. But you got to play it smart because you can't, you don't want to lose Kawhi like you did Paul George. Paul George, Kawhi can sign a one-year deal with somebody, and then he can be like, you know what, I actually like it here. Eh, I'm not coming to the Lakers. Or he can, like, somebody like the 76ers can convince him, we are rebuilding, we're doing this, we're doing that, sign with us for more than one year. And, you, you know, you, you have the – you're kind of screwed either way if you're the Lakers. You you bring them in, and then you got to break up your young core who you don't – who you haven't seen play with LeBron James yet. And then you also have your free agents, uh, Rajon Rondo, JaVale McGee, and then Lance Stevenson, like they all signed. I like oh, him. I forgot they, yeah, about so all those they guys. all signed one year deals. So it's like nine times out of ten, they're not going to be around forever. So do you see what you have with this team before you bring in Kawhi, or do you bring in Kawhi, lose your younger players, and then after a year, you're going to be rebuilding a bunch anyway because you're going to lose Lance Stevenson, Javale McGee, or Rajon Rondo. Do you think that the Lakers organization plan on reducing James's minutes? Because he played 82 games last year in the 40 minutes every single night, plus that long playoff stretch. And he's a workhorse, an iron horse, and he's been doing it for, what, 15, 17 years now. At some point, you got to start thinking about taking minutes off of him. I think this first year, we're not going to see him play as many minutes. I don't think. Maybe It, it all depends. If you get Kawhi, yes. He's going to play the max they can't because be, you're going for a championship. They can't beat Golden State yet. No, so that's what I'm saying. If you get someone like a Kawhi right now and add them to the Lakers, I think LeBron is playing every night, every minute of the game because you're chasing that championship. You actually are contenders right now. But not saying that you're going to beat Golden State. I'm saying you're a contender. You keep Kuzma if you get Kawhi Leonard and James, though. But No, I'm asking you. You can, oh, you're asking me? Yeah. Yeah. You can't get rid of Kuzma. You can't. You can't get rid of Kuzma right now. Like, this guy, he was your team last year. 
Ingram. I like Ingram. I like Kuzma. Lonzo, bye. Like, you know, but the thing is, I don't want to say bye to him too quick. It was his rookie year. And just like I talked to Coach K on the phone, um, we were talking about, I talked to him about Kyle Kuzma. Um, and I also talked to him, well, I was doing an article on Kyle Kuzma. Mm. Um, and then we touched on the subject of Kyle Kuzma and Lonzo Ball and why he thinks that Lonzo, uh, Kyle Kuzma had a better year than Lonzo Ball. What coach say? He said it's because he truly believes it's because he wasn't a one-and-done player. Yeah. He developed over the years. He was mature. He studied the, he studied the game. He had more years under his belt. And then Lonzo Ball is still trying to figure things out. And then he was like, and it doesn't help that you have the added pressures of the media, of being a rookie, of all the hype surrounding your family, you know? So I think you got to give Lonzo Ball a little while longer to figure out. You think it will work with his father and LeBron James and LeBron James's management team? I'm more worried about Luke Walton. He's going to get eaten alive. Like, are you by Lance re- Stevenson? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm really excited about Lance Stevenson and Rajon Rondo playing together. This is gonna be dope. No, I'm more. How's Grayson like, Allen gonna do against those two? Dude, Grayson <laughs> Allen's gonna pee in his pants. He might poop on himself. I hope he's wearing a diaper because you got Lance Stevenson, <laughs> LeBron James, Rajon. Like, come on, man. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just. What are you going to do? You know how great the playoffs are going to be next year with Boogie Cousins and Draymond Green on the same team? Get your popcorn out. You know what? Boogie, boogie, boogie. Lord. You know, <laughs> a lot of people are saying he destroyed the NBA. He did the right thing. He turned down two years for 40. Yeah. Thought he was disrespected, so he's going to go chase the title. Like I said. And get all the time in the world and no pressure to come back. I just talked about this maybe yesterday. Somebody shoot all my days are combining together. I'm so lost, but I was just like, I don't care. I'm gonna be the swaggy P of the league. I'm gonna go to a team <laughs> average three. three you and mean a half. Jordan Bell of the <laughs> league? I'm gonna just pop champagne, get me a ring, sit back, let everybody else do the work. I'm chilling. I'm trying to be the new swaggy P of the league. You worried about the East Coast Conference of the NBA? What East Coast Conference? Exactly. The Boston Celtics. <laughs> I like it because now maybe you have the Boston Celtics, LA Lakers kind of rivalry renewed. I like it. It depends. It depends on what we see. From- we had that for 10 years, though. But I like it. I like old school. I want it to come back around. You know, back then when in the early 80s, uh, the NBA finals were taped to play. They yeah. weren't even live. Yeah. I don't know if it'll have the same impact, though. I mean, they're super cities. I don't think Gordon Hayward should be getting any of this limelight. I was really hoping he was going to Cleveland. Why? He's a punk. Did you see the Instagram video with his gender reveal for his new baby? I don't think he, <laughs> he was not happy. I think he wanted a boy. <laughs> Man's not happy about anything in He life. was kind of just like, uh, okay. Yeah, it was, he's like, damn it, another girl? (laughs) I think that's how Kobe Bryant feels too, like, damn, all these girls. (laughs) Can I get a boy? (laughs) You've been following World Cup at all, Brittany Johnson. Oh my God, the World Cup. 
France won today on Russian yes. soil in a deluge. Let me tell you who's been keeping me updated on the World Cup. My Aunt Karen. Mm. Shout out to my Aunt Karen in Morton's Gap, Kentucky. She They're watching she, soccer in Kentucky. She yeah, yeah. America's game. They my so my aunt, she's uh injured right now. I think it's like a stress fracture on her foot or uh, uh something like she's got a ankle injury, foot injury, whatever. So she's all casted up, can't do anything, whatever. She's just sitting there. And so she's taking an interest in watching the World Cup. And she's texting me like all day like uh, I just ordered my World Cup T-shirt. I'm going for France. I'm going for these people. She was, I didn't know all these black people play for all these teams. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like the newest World Cup fan sensation. So we're planning on going to um, a World Cup in the coming years, whatever. But, yeah, she's the one who's been keeping me updated. The Women's World Cup is in France next year. Yeah, that'll be dope. Yeah, I'm going to try and get on it. Yeah. I, I was booked to go to World Cup this year, and then uh, Fox cut $100 million off the budget when America didn't go. So I had to kick in Salt Lake instead of going to Russia for eight months. So, <laughs> You know Russia. how well I would have fit in in Russia? With Putin? <laughs> yes, man. <laughs> Who you know how many mail-order wives I would have brought back with me? <laughs> <laughs> like, I do not want that last name. Putin? Sasha Putin. I like it. Oh, God. <laughs> so my question that I've been asking people this last week it seems like America is backwards. Like with football, soccer. Yeah. Uh, why are we like the only country where it's not huge? It's not like it seems like all the other countries, their their main sport is soccer. soccer. Yeah. And our main sport is like football. It's NBA basketball. now, I think. Huh? I think it's NBA now. Football, NBA, yeah, NBA, whatever. But it's not... Soccer, like everybody else in the world, they're rallying sport to get everybody together. Their main thing is soccer. And growing up, like the older I've gotten, I've realized, like, why are we the only ones that, like, don't follow suit? Like, <laughs> they say it has to do with scoring, but I think about this. What all do you the, mean? That the games are 1 0, that there's not enough pace to the game, even though the whole point of soccer is a race to attrition. How tired can you get? Like the amount, I think I think soccer players are the best athletes in the world. Dude, all that running, I'm gonna be the goalie. But they right? are. But all the superstars have 40, 42 inch verticals. Yeah. Like the the amount of like when you're on a full speed sprint and you get thrown to the ground or slide tackled, that's a tremendous amount of impact. I think it's the flopping. I think it's the lack of scoring. But in my mind. If you're watching the Broncos versus Seahawks and it's 21 7, it's, it's really thing. 3 to 1. Yeah. Right? So the scoring is it's arbitrary. It's, oh, a goal is one, but a touchdown is, you know, five yeah. or six. It's the it, same thing. Yeah. It's really the same thing. And I've never understood that about football either. Like, bruh, just do one point, two points. Maybe because it hasn't been on TV much in the last 40 years, as where football's been on tv since the inception of tv yeah and just like other countries it's it's like it seems like soccer is the rallying sport to get everybody together like we have salt lake city is a big city for immigrants right yeah and so everyone comes here from different countries whatever and one thing that they all have in common is soccer Mm -hmm. you may not speak the same language as somebody but the one thing you have in common 
everyone knows how to play soccer, and they're really good. Soccer does well in attendance here. I know, you know, RSL, they haven't been great in the last four years, but they're they're averaging 15,000 people, and they play 20 games a year, and their seasons is, are really long. It's from March to October. Yeah. Uh, they just brought in a women's team. Yeah. Which, um, you were Deloitte, there the other day. I, I'm on all of them. Yeah. And Deloitte Hansen is super passionate about it. And I was talking to Dallin from ESPN yesterday, and he was telling me that, like, in Washington, D.C., the women are still washing their clothes. Mm-hmm. And that even though they're professionals, they're not treated that way as where RSL is treating them as professional athletes. They got them chefs. They got them trainers. They got, you know, people carrying their luggage. For, you know, they, they're yeah. treated as the same as Which any male. Which they should be. Yeah. And that's why Christine Press came to Utah. She demanded a trade to Utah because they're one of two teams in the country that actually treat their players with respect. And you should have seen Deloitte Hansen and Alex Morgan yesterday. Oh, you the the recruiting that was going on yesterday was mind blowing. So hopefully on Saturday. We'll, yeah, so hopefully we'll get to see her. You know, you talk about a superstar. I um I've watched the bandwagoners come in with LeBron James and Steph Curry. I've never seen anything like Alex Morgan. And maybe because her fan base is eight to fourteen year old girls. Yeah. Where their passion, their drive, their emotions are more noticeable than a male, but And they they just I think for little girls it could be it's a lot different too because you finally see someone that's doing what you want to do. Or maybe you didn't even think you wanted to do that before. And now you see a woman doing it and how they're being treated and taken care of. And they're being treated just like the boys, like the men. And you say, I can do that too. That's something I want to do. You know who I think about when I see Alex Morgan? I think The Rock. Yeah? Why? I think she's going to be a giant movie star. I think in 15 years she's going to be, if she does it right, and you know she stays committed to her craft that she could do anything she wants in the world whether it's run for government whether it's to be an actress whether she's already a model you know and there's just something different about her than most superstar athletes it's that rock thing it's that charisma well i think too if utah keeps going the way it is with soccer i think we're ahead of the curve right now and if they keep keep that up the sky's the limit for her for anyone yeah, yeah, and I hope she comes. She's in Orlando right now. Yeah. And she plays with Marta, who is from Brazil. She's a one-named a one-name person from Brazil. She's a FIFA five-time world player of the year. And so you literally have two of the best players ever in the history of, you know, quite a good game. But it wouldn't surprise me if Alex Morgan came to Salt Lake or Seattle or came West Coast because soccer is much bigger on the West Coast than I yeah. think it is on the East Coast. Yeah. I can't name an East Coast team. Can yeah, you? they got Philadelphia. There's uh, New York Red Bulls. Um, there's a team in Atlanta who's averaging, the men's team is averaging 70,000 in attendance. Women. There's only like eight teams. There's um, a New Jersey team. There's a maybe a Connecticut team. There's very few of them. There, there are a lot of travel. And, you know, Orlando's been here twice in five weeks. Yeah. You're like, that's a lot of traveling. You know, attendance isn't great. They're getting about six, seven thousand. The first game that they ever did, it was sold out, and then it was like yeah. fourteen thousand, and then. But it's been so hot, you know. Yeah. And one of the things I was talking with ESPN about is like, wow, and we got lucky on weather yesterday, but it was supposed to be ninety-seven at a five o'clock game. Like that's really unfair. Yeah, 
that it takes a toll. You know, maybe just like Mike Mike Peck he said, everybody's at home watching The Simpsons, just like they're doing in the booth. Yeah, we need to get Dunny in studio. He, he said he'd come in, so we'll get him in. That dude. You see Petke's uh, speech last night? Did I? Did you watch Find it twice? Me. Find me. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Can I play it as our exit? Oh, heck okay. yeah, you can. Yeah. That man, I like him. And so I got in, I didn't get into a conversation with uh, Brian um, Dunseth on his Instagram, but I made some posts. And I said, you know, because he was complaining about, they were complaining about how the referees don't treat RSL properly. And then I said, well, go watch the tape of Orlando versus the Royals yesterday. And then I was like, well, actually, go watch Pac-12 men's basketball and gymnastics in Utah because there is a bias and there is a slant. And there's something going on where Utah sports aren't being treated the same as other teams. And it's undeniable. If you watch a lot of sport in this town, and I'm lucky, I go to all the games, there's a slant. Where is it that Utah is not being treated fair? And why do you think that is? Because I think sports at the end of the day is a good old boy system. And I think that when you have a state that's basically been irrelevant in sport, in the large scope of sport outside of the jazz, and then you come in and you start beating the Alabamas and you start beating the USC's and you start beating the New York's in soccer and you start beating the Timber, or the Portland teams and you start winning cups and you start, Gymnastics is selling out. They're heavyweights. Well, they're top three in yeah. the world ever. But you, I don't know if you were there when we interviewed Tori Wilson, but she said that a Pac-12 school will never win a national championship. And we were proven wrong with UCLA winning. Mm-hmm. But there is such a bias. And I, I really think it's, oh, those Mormons, those Utah folks, they don't know how to play sport. And then you come to find, oh, they're going nose to nose against you, the best schools in the world and the best teams in the world. And I don't think that um, certain people want them at the table. Well, two, I think. And, and we're a Republican state and most sports are super liberal. I think that a lot has to do with people still thinking that there's nothing here, that people are walking around in prairie dresses, like, you know, yeah. like that old mentality. And then. I think social media is helping a lot because now you've got Donovan Mitchell going viral because he's like, where are the 4th of July parties at? I'm just going to show up to somebody's, you know, a random barbecue. And that goes viral. And then you're like, wait, Donovan Mitchell's in Utah? Like, what's he doing out there? Let me, oh, yeah, he does play for the Jazz. Where's he going in three years? You know? I don't know. No, he'll stay, but that's the that's the thing yeah. is get him out of yeah. there, right? But it's it's like and I think people see different things like that, like they're surprised. Wait, you know, University of Utah, wait, that's in Salt Lake City, wait, they have those kind of players? You know, just it, it makes people like think, like, well dang, what else is there? What is there? You know, Richard Sherman wore mm-hmm. a Kuzma jersey every day this year. Richard Sherman is like the real MVP right now. <laughs> I was there. I saw a photo of him wearing a Kuzma jersey, and I did a double take because I just saw his number. And I was like, "You know, that's Kuzma's, right?" Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, the love for Kuzma is real. With every, uh, but that's the thing. Like, I think you see, and then you see him wearing a Kyle Kuzma jersey, right? And then you're like, "Okay, Kyle Kuzma plays for the Lakers." And then you're googling, "Wait, he went to the University of Utah? Yeah. What?" 
no, he didn't. You know, so I really think social media is really helping a lot because you talk to people on the East Coast, they, I bet you they can't even tell you, you know, anything about It's Salt tough to watch Utah, NBA you know? um, on the East Coast. The game started yeah. at 10, 30, 11. Yeah. And if you're a responsible adult, you're in bed. Yeah. They start really late. And I know TJ Holmes, so he works for Good Morning America. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of their correspondents, and he's always up late. And he's he's on their morning show, so he's got a 4 a.m., 5 a.m., you know, 6 a.m. start. And he's up. Like, he's like, yo, these East Coast games got to start earlier. Like, we got to do something about this, you know, because I can't go to sleep because I got to watch the game. And then you have to talk about it, too, the, the next morning. You can't talk about something that you don't know about. And I I think it's that way with the Pac-12 and their issues being on TV. They have real issues um, in terms of the East Coast being able to watch them. Well, maybe Bill Walton can do something about it. The Conference of Champions. (laughs) Love that, man. So while he's over there talking his nonsense this year during... Sorry, Grateful Dead and Marijuana. Let's get this right, man. (laughs) While he's over there talking about, yeah, whatever Uh he talks about, why doesn't he just throw that idea in there and maybe it'll start trending? Like, all he he trends every time he calls a freaking game. So hashtag uh, things Bill Walton says. Yeah, like, like people quote tweet him. Yeah, like, the, the whole like game. so with him, you either hate him or you love him. Like people hate. Like, dude, I didn't tune into the game to hear anything about Utah history. I came to freaking hear you call the game, and then people love it. I don't know. It's just he's. I like him. He's different. I like anyone who is different. He's passionate. Yeah. He's passionate about the game of basketball. He's passionate about the Pac-12, and I think that's awesome. Well, he loved it. And as long as you give him you know, a good play-by-play guy that can stay focused and is super like a Roxy Bernstein, you're in good hands. It will be a good show. Like Allstate. You're in good hands. <laughs> he should do Allstate commercials with James Harden. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you think, so let's get back to Kyle Kuzma for a second. Yeah. Do you think that he'll be like a superstar in the NBA? Do you think that he'll get commercials, deals? Do you think he'll get infinity commercials like uh, what's his face? Yeah, uh, you'd have what? to do a, Steph, a Clay Thompson. Like he's a th- he's going to be a third wheel on that team. So he's going to be he's not going to be a LeBron. You know, he's got LeBron James on his team. Yeah, and he's going to have Kawhi Leonard or. Somebody that's an A minus A plus player to play, so he's going to be behind them. And then you know, I don't know how long they'll keep Lonzo Ball, but it's going to—he's got to play the same and get better, and he will with LeBron. I and that's what I like. I like that LeBron is going with this young core because I think that they can teach them a lot. Like I, I think the best meme that I've seen so far, and I can't remember word for word, but it was like. Uh, LeBron looking at Lonzo Ball, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm in LA now. All that ball shit's got to be cut out." Like, <laughs> you know, like all his rapping, bruh. Enough with the diss songs. Enough with the rap songs. Like the one he put out against Kyle Kuzma. It's the greatest song in the it world. It is. I love it. Want to hear it? Yeah. All right. Who are you without ZO2? 
just another dude with a bunch of tattoos. You ain't got no shoe. Nike wins, cools lose. Claiming that I can't shoot, but all these words is hitting you. Boy, you talking crazy. Why you trying to play me? You ain't on my level. You ain't famous as my baby. I'm working out daily, but I ain't posting it. And I would never stop a workout just to post a pic. You it's so mean. <laughs> you know what? That wasn't even the worst line was like when he took a shot at him for not knowing who his dad was. It, yeah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like as as a kid who grew up with a dead dad at yeah, four. Yeah. Like, that's hittable. Like, come on, man. Like, did you really have to go there? That's like a low blow. You got to leave the father out of it. But it, at the same time, they have that relationship, you know? You think Magic Johnson just sits back in his chair and laughs when he hears that? Well, the Lakers kind of said, yo, Knock you got to chill with all that. Like, you know? Because they had, remember those locker room things they had a while ago? With the ice in my veins. No, yeah. when Homeboy exposed guy cheating on Swaggy yeah, P. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, who I'm talking about. He's like, I got ice in my veins. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that was his, like, most memorable quote. Mr. Brooklyn there. Yeah, so... Yeah, and then Swaggy P took a uh, took a shot at him. What did he say? I went from being cheated on, or I went from being snitched on to getting a ring on. <laughs> <laughs> Everything goes back to Swaggy P. Okay, he's he's super legit, Mr. Golden State. But I mean, I really like. I want LeBron to deliver. You get there, do what you're supposed to do, get us a ring. You're not going to have your jersey retired in L.A. Keep that crap in Cleveland. You can have both your jerseys, whatever. It sure is a tremendous move on his part. But the thing is, it's a smart move. It's a brilliant move. It's a brilliant move. It's a smart move. You're you're a family man. You're setting stuff up for your kids. Your your businesses are out there. You signed a four-year deal. Um, with a player option on the fourth year, you're going to retire. This is it. This is the end of LeBron James. This is going to be the end of, I think, his his playing career. He's setting himself up for retirement. I think LeBron's done a lot of questionable actions in the media. But I like think, what? It, you know, the not one, not two, not three, you know, that thing kind of spurning Cleveland the first time. He's just kind of been a jackass at times, but I think his story is remarkable. His story is remarkable. What calling he does himself the king off you know? the court is remarkable. The way you, he changed the game for like businessmen, business owners. He changed it. You surrounded yourself with people that you trust, people who you grew up with. You didn't just give them a job and say we're going to run this. You made sure they went to school for certain things. You made sure they were in positions to know what they were talking about so you guys can really take over and dominate. Like, he is very smart. The only reason why I don't like him is because he calls himself the king and Kobe's the king. That's the only reason why I don't like him. Like, I love I love what he does for the game. I love what he does off the court. I just don't like the summers of LeBron. And I really thought that we were going to have another summer of LeBron this time. But actually, it's been the summer of Kawhi, which is really strange. How did you feel about Zaltan in his tweet saying L.A. now has a god and a king? Nah, I'm. First of all, I just left church, so I'm gonna need y'all not to be referring yourself to God. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got my jar. My jaw hasn't hit 
a table that hard in a long time. I was eating breakfast and I saw that and I was, my jaw dropped. Stop comparing yourselves to God. You ain't God, okay? And you ain't a king. No. And it's it's still Kobe's town, okay? It's still Kobe's, Kobe's town. town. And I know it's you Magic did. Johnson's town. What are you nah. talking about? Do you know what? But it's so dope Who's to see. Who's running this whole thing? Me. It's yeah. so <laughs> dope to see, like, the businessmen out there. You have Magic Johnson doing stuff out there. It's He's got restaurants. You've got businesses. You've got the Dodgers. You've got the Lakers. Like, and then for LeBron James to be setting up shop out there, it's dope. I like it. You think uh, LeBron James was involved in bringing Kyle Goon to Los Angeles? Really? Yeah, cut <laughs> cut He'll be like, just like, uh, just like when they asked Carmelo, are they are they happy? Is he happy for Jimmer Fredette to be coming to New York Knicks? Who? And he was like, who, <laughs> who? <laughs> Shout out to Kyle Goon. That that's a dope move though for him. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm, yeah, well, let's not get on that route because there's a lot of things, a lot of moves being made. I'm making moves. I'm making moves. Everybody's making moves this summer. <laughs> so is Bill Russell, Bill Russell's finger, his middle finger? It's been making a lot of moves this summer. I don't know why I really wanted to talk about this and why I really like that Bill Russell is flipping everybody off. Yeah, on like, Charles Barkley, right? It's That's the been, newest one. It was at the ESPYs with Charles Barkley. He did it in a uh, in a photo. Let me see. With Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups in February posted an Instagram picture. How do you flip off Chauncey of the, Billups? Well, they were taking a picture side by side, and he just flipped off the camera. <laughs> uh, at the awards show, he flipped off Charles Barkley. He flipped off Vince Carter. Like, he's just, <laughs> he's, he's can't stop, won't stop. Like, has he got dementia or anything? I don't know, but I love it. <laughs> I really don't know. He's just flipping. It's everybody a big off. middle finger too, dude. It's long. Like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and I would love to get flipped off by Bill Russell. Yes, you would. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> like to me, that's like so dope. I'd be like, oh, he respects me. <laughs> he likes me. He flipped me off. <laughs> I don't know why I really like this, but it's like. It's exploding on social media everywhere. All the camera guys are like, their cameras are just focused on Bill Russell, like all summer league, to see if he, who he's going to flip off next. I <laughs> said, <laughs> <laughs> like, wouldn't that, like, okay, you're a, camera, you're a cameraman. Yeah. Wouldn't that be dope if you were like on Bill Russell watch? If you were just like, if they asked you, your only job, Sasha, is to go to this summer league game and keep your camera pointed at Bill Russell. I think it'd be fun, but I think it's the wrong story to tell. But I could see Turner or ESPN doing that. It's obviously it's just fun and games. It's like unless he's got dementia or Parkinson's, and it's he, he's fine. He's fine. He is fine. <laughs> <laughs> he is fine. Hey, good for young kids to see this. <laughs> is it? You said. Oh wait. Is it good for young kids to see a seventy-year-old man flipping off the world? Shoot. To each his own. <laughs> you know what? That's what the parents got to come in at. The parents got to come in and parent and be like, look now, just because Bill Russell over here flipping people off doesn't mean you can be at your AAU games flipping people off. Like, I think it's that's not the worst thing kids are going to see in life, you know? So, again, we've talked about this before. 
um, with coaches flipping out. We've talked about this on the podcast before with coaches flipping out and breaking clipboards and all that kind of stuff. Is that good for kids to see when you're going to a game? Again, I think it all comes down. That's the parent's job to step in and say, you can't be doing that. Just because you see that and it might seem fun, exciting, you're a kid. You don't operate like that. Is the NBA Finals MVP trophy named after him, or which award is named after him? It's one of the big. No, it's uh, one of the ESPY awards, isn't it? No, no. There's a. It's either the Man of the Year in the NBA, or it's the MVP, or the Playoff MVP. One of the. It's the MVP. Finals MVP. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so can you imagine? <laughs> you get your award, and you're like. You got to do it now. You got. You have to. It's a tribute. It's a tribute. I hope Andrew Iguodala wins another one again because he might do it. Like he's got that clout where he could do that. Well, I think that would be that's mandatory. If you go up there, I'd have to write that in somebody's contract. Like I'd write that in all NBA players' contract. If you win the MVP, you must flip off the camera. <laughs> Yo. Last thing before I know we're gonna wrap up, but yeah, we're gonna get Petkey to take us out. <laughs> what we need to um oh yeah, we're gonna hear what he said because he said something else too, besides watching the Simpsons. He said something else pretty dope. Louisville, really quick, what should they rename the stadium to? Who should they rename the stadium after? Since it's no longer Papa John Stadium. Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> so you're trying to say Donovan Mitchell's better than Muhammad Ali? Well, I'm sure it's going to be some corporate bank or something, right? It should be Muhammad Ali Stadium. Louisville have been taking a lot of L's recently, haven't they? L for Louisville. <laughs> L for Louisville. That's a win. <laughs> but we're about to make a comeback. I bet the students are happy they don't have to eat crappy pizza on that campus anymore. <laughs> Papa John uh, Pizza is nasty. Yeah, Utah's got. Uh, ooh, we should find out at the U if they're still going to keep Papa John's at the Union. Yeah, well, because the baseball. There's a story for you. Yeah, the baseball. Um, I'm actually going to pitch that tomorrow. Yeah, the baseball teams, uh, Major League Baseball, has cut off their promotion too with Papa John's. Yeah, I mean, uh, at UCLA, most of the Pac-12 schools have Papa John's on yeah. their campus. So I mean, basically, if just really quick in case people don't know, like, what's been going on. John Schnatner, <laughs> CEO of his own company, you know, Papa John's. Basically, a company was hired to help him sound less racist. So he and used on that N-word. phone call, <laughs> he used the N-word. And then he sounded so racist that the company that was hired to help him sound less racist was like, y'all got a bigger problem deuces were done and then information about that came out but i i guess he was saying too like he tried to bring up like colonel sanders and say that he used the n-word before in the past like i'm like (laughs) don't don't try to bring a dead man down with you like you know you have hit the ultimate low if you're trying to bring a dead man down with you yeah when you're justifying your racism yeah like I don't know, but with that, I want to—I really wanted to ask you: Do you think people are overreacting? No. Do you think America has gotten too soft? America is soft, but not about um, discrimination and racism. We're—we've always been a very racist country. We've been built on slavery, and we still treat people as animals. And it's not 
just black people. It's, it's even white people too, but it's a systemic problem in this country and you should not be making billions of dollars and being on every stadium and TV. If you're using racist language, it's not acceptable. It never has been, and it's never going to be okay. And I'm glad that he lost his job and his business and, What's he going to do now? Like, what do you do? Where do you go from there? Hopefully he sits in a basement and cries and realizes that he just lost his empire. How do you lose your own company? Like, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> how do you do that? Anyway, everybody should have been Donald eating. Sterling. <laughs> I was just about to say, how's he doing? Where is he at? Anyway, people should be eating round table pizza because that's the best pizza. Have you ever had round table? Uh, it's a California chain. I had not since I was a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. We used to, um, after our, uh, season wrapped up for basketball, we would have our awards stuff there, our awards banquet at round table and, um, at the little, uh, buffet that they used to have. Ooh, that was good. All the pizza <laughs> in my belly. Just getting in there. <laughs> Those were the good old yeah, days. Yeah. Pizza's awesome. I can't eat it a lot. I, yeah. I think I'm allergic to uh, oregano, so. Uh oh. Yeah, I get bad heartburn eating pizza. But I think most of America does. Like, isn't that part of it? Yeah, I'm lactose intolerant and I eat all the <laughs> cheese I want. And on that note, we're going to go out to Mike Hetke. Thanks for listening to Dropping Dimes Podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. Tweet us at Dropping Dimes underscore. Follow me on Instagram, Brittany Renee TV. Sasha, what's your Instagram? Bloom underscore Sasha. All right, we out. Why did I get kicked out tonight? I mean, you look at the 20, 20th minute, which I checked at halftime. Schuler goes in on a Danny Acosta who's in, a, who's in behind the midfield line, studs up a foot off the ground, studs showing into his leg. If he is a foot to the left of Danny, face on, he breaks his leg. There's, there's none of this crap that the referees do to the VAR, no looking at VAR or nothing. It's, it's, a, it's a yellow card. Marcelo gets a yellow card, what? 12 minutes later for toe poking the ball during a set piece 15 yards away? I mean, what are we doing here? Quintero in the goal doesn't look at Justin. I mean, doesn't look at the ball. Plays literally not the ball, runs in, extends his arm, looks at the last second, and they score. And it's this crap again. The conversation from Alan Kelly, let me tell you something. The conversations with the fourth official over the last four games was three games starting three games ago, Jefferson Savarino's being targeted. Know what the fourth official says to me? Yeah, I know. We talked about it. We've watched it. We're good. And continuous fouls, fouls, fouls. Nothing. You know, I don't want to talk about the last four games, though. I want to talk about tonight. Because up until that point, we had more shots leading into the second half. We, 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 were, we, were, we were blocked up. We were, we were good denying anything. And it's just, you know, it, it's not good enough. And then I get from the, the only thing I get from MLS is stop criticizing referees. I want to know where the referees are right now. Why can't we ask the referee a question? Why can't we do that? Why can't we ask, why didn't you go to VAR? Why didn't you call that? Why, when the studs are coming up, you just give a yellow card? That would make them more human. It would be better, to MLS, it would be better for this league, for the fans, for the owners, for the coaches, for the players, to hear from them and to hear their side of the story. And perhaps then we say, okay, I see it. Maybe it happened a little fast. You know, maybe the guy in the booth, wherever the hell he is watching this, you know, maybe he was watching The Simpsons at the same time. I don't know. I have no idea. But it's not good enough to me. And I'll take the fine. Jeff Agus, find me. Find me. I don't care anymore. You know, nobody else, no other coach in this league steps up a little more than they should. I'm going to. 
So drain my bank account. I don't give a shit anymore, okay?